0: I'm Mandy and I'm Jessica and this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast.
1: This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 99, Quitting. Today, it's all about quitting. Uh Uh-oh. When is it okay to let your kid quit an activity? And when should we push them through? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the research with quitting, reasons for quitting, assessing the pros and cons of quitting, five ways to handle the situation, and ideas for approaching a new activity or a potential interest. Awesome. I know.
0: But first, what's our scoop on the coop? I discovered an old love that I had from my childhood of making bead bracelets on a loom oh so it's like it's almost like weaving the oh mm -hmm, the little tiny beads yes it's like um it's it's a vintage way actually well it goes even further than that okay so (laughs) it was brought back to my mind because we were studying indigenous peoples as part of my north america social studies into u.s history and we got to the algonquians and then I knew I was ready for my Pow- Powhatan History Unboxed. Oh. Uh-huh. <gasps> it's the Powhatan peoples. Is that your first one for the, the year? Yes. Oh, and so we finally exciting. got to my first History Unboxed, which is not even the scoop. <laughs> but... When I was researching or reading through the Algonquians with my daughter, um, I saw images of the, the beads. Those were wampum, and they used to trade them, but they would do them on looms. And oh, so cool. I was like, oh, I used to make these, and I used That's to write amazing. people's names <gasps> in the beads. Make me one. Right? Like a little That's, friendship that, bracelet. everyone's... Cri- <gasps> I know. Don't worry. I'm going to get there. Okay. So (sighs) then I'm thinking about it, and I even say out loud, before I opened my History Unbox to my daughter, I said, I used to make these, and I loved it. We should go find a loom. I wish I still had mine. Then I say, let's get into this box, and I open it up. There's a loom in there. That's amazing. And with all the supplies. Totally worth the 50 bucks. Absolutely. Didn't (laughs) even have to go to the craft store, and she already made her first bracelet, and she is planning because she learned Aww. when we were looking at patterns that you don't have to only do bracelets. Oh. So she saw that you could do bookmarks and oh, she that's thought that would awesome. be even better because yeah, then yeah. people who just aren't into bracelets don't have to be, you know, stuck mm. with something and, and reading is such a passion of hers. Of hers. Yeah. Exactly. And who doesn't keep a bookmark? Oh maybe it gets yeah. lost over the years. But bracelets, if you don't wear them, they're yeah. really not not always going to be saved. But I was watching somebody do earrings because I had to remember oh, how yeah. to finish off. I love the yeah. feeling
1: of those, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's really cool. So I got super excited about that. So thank you, History Unboxed, for yeah, bringing back amazing. an old childhood passion and now giving it to my kid. That's so cool that you yeah. even did that as a kid. Oh, I did. I used to, Yeah, I did it up, to, up through junior high because I made bracelets for all my band friends. Yeah. And because we all had like nicknames based on our instruments. Oh, it's so funny. So dorky, but I had it written into my bracelet. Uh, it's like Spinal Tap or something. Oh,
1: yeah. So, yes. I'm about to. This isn't my scoop, but I have uh, a bunch of history unboxed to do. Yeah. If I ever start ancient history, <sighs> morning time. I'm, I know. I know. But what I'm. Excited about doing very soon is our Israel box because I bought it because since my husband's going to Israel in two weeks, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a night of Israel with the kids. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna do that box on that night, and then whatever I have left over, we can use for our Christmas if we still want to do Israel Christmas. Perfect. Okay, so my (laughs) scoop is my kids have been in robotics now, Mm -hmm. and I'm there for three hours. And I'm what's really cool is when you already have friends and you decide together to do this robotics yeah. thing we're together for three hours and so what's really fun is we've been working out during it we we put on her the the host her house we put on her workout shoes for the for the peloton bike
0: oh my goodness. she says she doesn't
1: mind if we oh sweat in it oh my goodness <laughs> i sit on her bike and i do her peloton bike and i work out and and one of the moms was sitting below and she's like what's going on up there in the bedroom (laughs) i'm like can you hear the heavy breathing because i am like totally out of breath (laughs) so funny yeah so so but what i wanted to say about that it's super cool because the same mom who's downstairs she taught me to crochet nice and so she brought yarn and her crochet hook then she told me which one to buy which Mm -hmm. crochet hook to buy and she's been teaching me. And then when I come, she looks at my progress and she helps me. And, and so it's really cool. The friendships you can continue to develop by yeah. doing an activity together. and Totally. we've had that for years. Right. I have that with another friend during gymnastics. And so it's really cool if you can decide with friends to do stuff because then you can sit together. Absolutely. And robotics is such a long period of time that it's awesome to have all that time with friends. Okay, so let's get to quitting. Uh huh. Quitting can mean giving up, thus losing the opportunity to build resilience and perseverance mm-hmm. for working towards goals, which sometimes it does. Yeah. But sometimes quitting empowers your child and frees him up to explore new passions or find his calling in something you didn't expect. So it can be really hard to gauge when to let your child quit mm-hmm. and when to make her push through it. So let's first talk about some research on quitting. Okay, so according to some recent research in Psychology Today, why it's okay even wise to let your child quit. Five ways a child can benefit from quitting. So one, the article says, allowing a child to quit a miserable activity teaches your child that they do not need to stay in a bad situation. Yeah. Number two, when children are given the opportunity to work up enough courage To make the decision to quit a detested activity, it builds a feeling in your child that he has control over his own future. It teaches your child that she does not have to fear admitting that she is unhappy. Number four, she learns that quitting does not define her character. And number five, walking away from something miserable can help your child practice the skill of taking ownership over seeking her own happiness based upon what she wants in life. And I would add to that, it also teaches your child to maybe, and you as a parent, to Mm -hmm. maybe think about something before you commit to it. Yeah. And so we'll talk about how to do that later on. Nice. I'm going to quote a passage from the book Enough As She Is by Rachel Simmons. There's a quote in that book um, that says, adolescence is a period marked by difficult transitions and the choice to change course, drop out, and yes, quit with the right support and reflection can be a spectacularly brave act of self-respect. So that was all new to me because to me, I would always say like the MacArthur's don't quit. Right. And so I am making it a character trait. Mm -hmm. So that was just like staring me in the face like, Oh, right. Maybe that's something I don't want to keep saying. Right. Because the intention of what you mean is important. Yeah. Like you've committed to this, you stick to your word and you Mm -hmm. don't quit. Right. So we struggle with letting our children quit too because we want their resilience to grow. Mm-hmm. So in this article, to quit or not to quit, that is the question. Quitting is a decision, not a character trait. <laughs> oh, I know. It really did. That's slap what I'm you saying. It really did. <laughs> so the article reads: A big resilience myth is that resilience means to always persevere. Mm. But it's more nuanced than that. Resilience is about perseverance with a purpose. It is not about running yourself into the ground or encouraging your team to keep going when the goal or the outcome no longer makes sense, has changed, or has become even dangerous. Resilience requires that you continually reevaluate your position based on new information you receive, whether internally or externally from your environment. That's good. I know. So that's why I had to put this first because. Mm-hmm. I'm of the mindset you don't quit, so
0: I love hearing the opposite. Yeah, and this is the advice that we give when it comes to even curriculum. Yes. You know, take it as a season. If it's not working, reevaluate. If it's not fitting your needs or whatever, then leave it behind. Right. You know, and so we need to remember that quitting an activity just because it uses that word is not all that different. Yeah, it doesn't actually mean giving up. Right. Yeah. So... Now there's
1: plenty of reasons why you should not let your child quit. I've linked the article here, and this shares many of these reasons with regards to teens. So one, without reflection, assessment, or a plan of action, your child might just experience the same situation over and over again. Right. It's not growing. Right. Number two, many times in quitting, there are unanticipated costs. hmm so what would be some of those costs, you think? Friendships. Yeah. You quit something, you lose your friends. That's the huge one. I mean, yeah. that's the reason I didn't quit swimming when it was hard. Right. wasn't because I was committed to the sport. It was, no, that was my friend group. Right, who am I going to hang out with? Yeah. And that, that's the routine I have. That's what I'm used to. And I'm still going to have to do something else in its place. Right. So I might as well do something I'm good at where all my friends are at. <gasps> right. And where we have a blast a lot of the time. Right. Number three, quitting can cause regret. Mm-hmm. Quit Number four might be sacrificing sunk costs. So if you've already prepaid for a bunch or you've paid for all these lessons and then they haven't actually gotten to experience the the climax of what those lessons are taking them to, whether it's the recital, Mm -hmm. the the tournament, they might not realize that actually you might love it. And there's all these sunk costs of time and money and the opportunity costs of not doing something else. Let's just see... Let's just finish this out and see where it goes. Yep. Um, also, you don't want to start a pattern of quitting. I even think about that when I work out, right? I, yeah. Three minutes till the end, I'm like, well, they're going to start warm down on the Peloton bike in what, at one minute left. So maybe, and I have to tell myself, no, if I quit at three minutes and slow down, I'm going to do this every time. Right. I can't start that pattern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then feelings of failure and not overcoming the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if, if they quit because something's challenging, that, that kind of stays with you. Right, they're going to feel like they were a failure if they're mm-hmm. quitting for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember in reading these articles that the decision to quit is just that, a decision and a character trait. So I reiterated that because I feel like it starts to define us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that was the research. Now, here's one of the first things to consider is your relationship. Mm-hmm. So first, before you get started with a conversation about quitting something, consider first your parent-child relationship. So what kind of interaction do you want to have with your child about this topic? So let's say it's come up, they get, they've get they given you, I want to quit report. Yeah. Before you sit down with them, think about these things. What do you want to come away from this interaction with? Right. And so when's a good time to talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want them to be tired. You don't want to be right after it. Yeah. What or right of, before you're going. Yeah. yeah. What kind of tone do you want to approach with this? If you come into it annoyed yeah, or, or ang- anxious or pushy. Right. right. So I'm someone that doesn't think about those things. You do. <laughs> but I don't. So I would immediately just, if they say I want to quit, I'd be like, oh, well, why? You know, I'd launch. And, and what I need to do is take a step back and, be, and say, all right, this is not a good time to discuss this right now. Let's pick a time when it is. When do you think is a good time to talk about Mm -hmm. it for you and for me? Right. What kind of suggestions do you want to be prepared with as the parent? Mm -hmm. Consider what you are prepared to do. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to let them quit? Uh, Are you prepared to give them nagging reminders? Yeah. Are you prepared to give them extrinsic motivation? Are you willing to go anyway to hang out just in case it becomes appealing? What are, right. What is your spectrum of what you're willing to do? So when they come up with their problem solving, right. is are, is there anything that's an absolute no? And if you're prepared with that, then you can respond in a very controlled way, right? Yes. And are you able to have contact with the coach to help you with this in, endeavor in any way? If, mm-hmm. if it's a coach problem or if it's another player problem, right. if, if you... You might not have access to the coach. You might not even be able to pick them out in a crowd to be able to talk to them. Yeah. Or it may be someone you're really close to and you don't want the conflict. So what is the relationship with the coach and, and and how accessible are they? And then include on your list your question to your child. How can I, as the parent, help you with this situation? Mm-hmm. So be prepared to ask that question. What can I do to make this a manageable activity you, like if you really don't want them to quit, what can I do to help it be manageable? Right, let them feel the control Mm -hmm. and how they can help change it. Yep. All right. So next, evaluate why they want to quit. So do you want to do you want to take
0: on 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 this? It's you know it's kind of like a helpful checklist, right? Exactly. So there's a lot to consider when your kid wants to quit. So ask your child. depending on his age, to consider before quitting something that you know is an important aspect of their development. These potential reasons why they would want to quit may not be mutually exclusive, and they might not be valid, but they are reasons nonetheless. So knowing the reasons can help you walk through the decision process. Are they emotional reasons? Is the activity too challenging, even if the child is successful at it? Mm -hmm. Is it too? Or is there too much to overcome emotionally to do it? Is there too much pressure? Mm-hmm. Is there pressure from either themselves or from others to be good at this particular thing, mm-hmm. or to just do it at all? Is there bullying involved by participants, coaches, teachers, or even other parents? Mm-hmm. You know, is there negative behavior surrounding your child? You know, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Or what about feelings of failure? Do they feel embarrassed by their Abilities,
1: Yeah, or they're a perfectionist and they just can't get over that. So now they just want to, they emotionally can't
0: handle that and they just want to quit. Exactly. And then there's the bored and uninterested. So the activity wasn't what they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one because it's hard to blame your kids when it's that. You know, yeah. like I thought in, in dance class I'd get to do whatever I wanted and twirl yeah. around in my tutu. Yeah, or I. this is what we've been
1: doing and now that I've aged up or right. leveled up. There's no butterflies and teddy bears anymore.
0: Right. Why am I even here?
1: Yeah. Because that's what happened to to us. Like I thought my daughter loved ballet, and then when she was no longer in your class, it was like,
0: oh, no. I liked ballet playtime or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I liked this connection to it, Mm -hmm. but I realized that it's not the actual ballet. Right. It's the way it was done. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big thing is consider if it's just not what your child was expecting, how would they know if they don't try it? Right. The way the activity is learned or practiced is different than expected, and your child does not find meaning in the majority of the practice activity. It's not worth the final result. Yeah, it's not worth the recital because they they literally can't put up with being there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Missing out. Your child may love the activity activity, but it's the opportunity cost. It means time away from a family or parent and would rather be with them. Mm -hmm. It's time away from doing a more preferred activity. Maybe you have an introvert. And Mm -hmm. so while they like the activity and it's just fine, they would really rather get the downtime at home because Mm -hmm. now this activity sits between co-op and youth group. Yeah. You know, and this is the only time I can go and do it. I love it, but I can't do it. Yeah. Other friends are hanging out without them that's a big one they're missing out on different relationships right you know especially friendships the activity makes them so busy that they don't have time to develop other activities or experience other important aspects of life that are meaningful every time we say yes to one activity we are indirectly saying no to something else mm-hmm. and i think you being a a lifelong swimmer as you know your whole childhood and it was more intense than my dance Mm. as far as time commitment Mm. you know I didn't dance every day Mm -hmm. so I still would Mm -hmm. have Saturday off or Mm -hmm. you know someday off I feel like that's a big thing oh yeah I'm
1: that's why our friends had to be at swimming because right. all of our school friends were hanging out after school right. together. You going were missing to out on that constantly. ice cream and to the mall. Yeah, and to each other's houses. I see all these pictures that they post on Facebook, even this month
0: That's of them so all funny. hanging out.
1: And I was like, I,
0: what? From that long ago? Yeah. You guys were hanging
1: out? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. No wonder I felt like I wasn't as close to all these right, people. They were all hanging out yeah. together. Totally. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's the thing is that your child might have different priorities. Relationships might mean more to them than an activity does. Yeah, It doesn't fulfill a need. Your child receives fulfillment of their physical, musical, art need another way. And this feels like an extra. And I did go through that with my daughter when we were doing ukulele. Oh,
1: yes. You know, she liked
0: it and it was fun. She was doing it with your daughter. And so that made it a Mm -hmm. meaningful event but it wasn't actually fulfilling her music right. desires.
1: She already had her music desires mm-hmm. being filled in dance and piano, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And
0: so it was it was cool, but she did as much as she had wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't fulfilling a need anymore. Mm-hmm. Your child wasn't aware of the commitment level. How long is it okay to try something first to see if they want to commit? Did you even explore that exposure option long mm-hmm. enough? You only have a few young years for your child to try things out. Be careful not to commit to something too soon. Yeah, and you taught me that because mm-hmm. my daughter had already
1: been in dance. Right. So then I was like, okay, well, let's try this next year. And you're and you said, you already know, and at this point, she needs to commit. Right. Because everyone now they're on this trajectory. Right. And she can't keep just coming in and out because. She's not going to improve, and she's not going to be with her friends anymore. Right. So this is the moment. This was the turning point, and so then that's why then, at a little bit later
0: she did jazz. Right. And and that was fun. She went to dabble a little. She's like, okay, maybe. And yeah. Then, yeah. And, and and that was fun for the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Some things are seasonal and some are not. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big thing to be aware of when you're guiding your kids. And we don't know, you know, which is why I shared that with you because dance is just a fun thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point where they aren't going to keep up with their peers, which is fine, right? but not if they're not going to want to do it.
1: Yeah. So what would you say if I had a 13-year-old and she's never danced before and now she doesn't know, but she saw zombies and saw the cheerleaders yep. dancing and
0: said, oh, I want to learn how to do that. Oh, yeah. What would you recommend to that mom? Oh, yeah. How it's long never to- too late to start. I think the important thing for that child to know is that most of the kids who are at the studios are going to be ahead of her mm-hmm. at her age. Yeah. But there's usually adult classes or teen classes that are designed for them to be beginner levels. And then they could come for what? Like a month to see... Like how cause... Oh usually yeah, so um there's often dance is broken down typically at most studios to a month long commitment. Mm-hmm. So there may be a trial class or you, mm-hmm. certainly you could pay for one class to try it. But I would suggest doing it for a little bit longer because there's a big learning curve up front, especially mm-hmm. in ballet, because there's a whole terminology learning curve. Right. You just learn to stand up straight with your butt mm-hmm. down and your belly up right. this is all new stuff and now you want me to move like this and do right. different things so there's a big learning curve on the front end and so I think it's important to give it enough of a try before giving up but at the same point a 13 year old probably knows pretty quickly if it's worth her time her time mm-hmm. and so I would say you know I think if they're driven enough, I i mean, Misty Copeland, who's a renowned ballerina, she started a little bit later, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not quite 13. She's okay. a little bit younger. And then she was had some natural gifting, which mm-hmm. isn't always the case for yeah. late starters. But sometimes it is. And yeah, you may or may not become a professional, but maybe you can start at 13 and get in the right place and get to where you want to be to become a cheerleader for your yeah. high school team.
1: And for swimming, for example, if they love the water they, in order to be part of a team, they have to know all four strokes. Mm -hmm. So if they enjoyed learning all four strokes, then that's your clue to expose to more, to do a a summer league, right? A small commitment. And then, then it becomes a year round commitment, commitment. So you want to be careful not to commit to something
0: too soon. And now, now it's the quitting. Now you're into the quitting, right? Right. And I see what you were, you were asking me too, the exposure for dance long enough to get through a performance. So Dance is a performing performing art, and so for me, if you want to do it, it's usually because you know you've seen it somewhere Mm -hmm. and so to get through your own performance would be to me a full exposure to dance Mm -hmm. but if you're doing dance because you want to be on a cheer team you know that's a different purpose and and goal but if you're trying to expose your child to dance encouraging them to go through an entire season and performance on stage would be a true exposure right you know yes you want them to like the class Mm -hmm. but at the same time maybe performing is going to make them realize that the class is worth it the hard work
1: yeah so that's rough because if it if the recitals in june Mm -hmm. let's say and you start in september Mm -hmm. they have to be a very mature child yeah to say i oh i'm willing because i don't think my kids know what nine months means no yeah you know so so then maybe there's a different kind of dance studio that has Mm -hmm. You know, every month or every two months they do a little tiny performance and you can see if they like it. And there's
0: other ways to dabble in that. It's not the same taking them to a performance, but maybe seeing some type of dance performance might... Give them mm-hmm. a taste of what it might be like if they were up there. Yeah. You know, and so that might excite them enough to keep going and say, now, why don't we go and do it until you have your turn on stage and then we'll see. Yeah. But if they're miserable, they're miserable.
1: Yeah. And for swimming, you can sign up for your first meet within a week. Yeah. And so you, yeah, it's you not could not have as long. a long. Yeah. You could really see early on. And then when you reach a certain age, you do go every day. Right. And then at that point, I was just telling a friend. Try going every day when it becomes that. If your child still wants to do it, try going every day for a month. Yep. See if your family. Well,
0: we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, in your, uh, so yep. then there's, yeah. mm-hmm. Be careful not to make arbitrary commitment levels. You know, just because some seasons or courses span a semester or a year doesn't mean that trying something out means they have to commit for a season or a oh. semester or a year. Mm-hmm. And then there's busy days. Would a different day be a better fit? Mm. Maybe the child isn't into this particular activity because it's on a bad day. Is mm-hmm. it shoved between a bunch of things mm-hmm. they'd rather be doing? Would a different time be a better fit? Maybe they're a morning person. I mean, I remember my daughter didn't want to do volleyball for a while because
1: we thought it started at 7. And she said, I'll get back so late. Right. And then when it started at 6,
0: she was said, oh, I just read the wrong age group. Right. But that made a big difference for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The location. Maybe a different place would be better for comfort or size. You know, maybe they need a bigger space or maybe that space is too open. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something that's at a big old public park, maybe they want something a little more intimate and safe. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual activity itself that's bothering them. Um, maybe it takes too long to, in the car to get there. hmm that's a long one, yeah. Uh, location doesn't feel safe, or the child can't see the parent. Mm-hmm. So, when they're separate from the parent, that's a big one. I deal with yeah. that a lot in the dance studio. Mm-hmm. They can see their parent, but even still, they're shut in a room, right. the door's closed, you know. So, that's definitely something. If they're not ready for that, then that activity might not be the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the coach-teacher. Coach or teacher might not be a good fit for your child's temperament. And I have to say, a good educator will tell you that herself. Mm. You know, I say that to the students when a parent is like, my kid's having a hard time. She doesn't want to come anymore. I said, maybe I'm not the right teacher for her. Right. You know, maybe she and I aren't or maybe i'm not going to motivate her the way a different personality mm-hmm. will. You yeah. know, i am who i am and, you know, that's fine, but maybe i'm not a good fit for her and i encourage them to try somebody else. Yeah, we purposely switched to swim teams in order mm-hmm. to have
1: certain coaches yeah. and there's i would be on the same team and that coach would retire, a new coach came in and all of us were like absolutely not. We can't handle this coach. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we all left together to go to so this other crazy. team. Yeah. Yep. Um, If we truly believe in customizing for our homeschool, maybe there's a different teacher, coach, philosophy, or type that would make a difference. The teacher doesn't feel safe or show interest in your child or isn't skilled at working with kids. And to me, that's a big reason Mm -hmm. to allow your child to quit quit for sure. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you're aware of that before you're asking or you're finding out through them wanting to quit that that's a problem. And so
1: that's a neat checklist to kind of go through and... And hone in on the reasons, and then you can better navigate, right? Absolutely. Okay, and then we assess the pros and cons as parents, right? Mm-hmm. Endurance. We want them to learn to muscle through something yeah. that's difficult. We talk about that all the time in mm-hmm. just our homeschooling. Yep. Did they get a full exposure? Like yep. like you were saying, it's not a full exco- exposure of a performing art if you didn't perform. Exactly. And, or if, if swimming, if you didn't compete, you don't even right, know. Right, what's the point of swimming? Right, if, if you're you know, not competing. That type of swimming. Right. right friendships did they develop the friendships and consider what that might look like for them to quit so mm-hmm. that i talked about that earlier yeah i wouldn't want to quit because i lose my friends they exactly. wouldn't have time for me no. outside of swimming right it's not that they wouldn't want to stay friends but there was no time right sacrifice what will they sacrifice by quitting you know what skills what what standings in their in their level, mm-hmm. um, college opportunities, what will they sacrifice by staying yep. and then fulfills a need or requirement. What will take its place? Mm-hmm. Is there a need that need, is being met that needs to be replaced with something else? so five ways to handle quitting, push through the commitment, make sure yep. your child has included uh, was included on the commitment level. And that you didn't set arbitrary commitment levels Mm -hmm. for your child. It's a collaborative process. And you can parent her to ensure she's not taking on more than she can handle. Yes. And then once you do, once you look at her maturity and her interest and her developmental level, then push through that season or performance or the school Mm -hmm. year, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be indefinite. Right. It just needs to be through the commitment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Number two, address an issue and look for solutions. So one of the things we love about sports classes with longevity is the experience of navigating issues, Mm -hmm. relationships, setbacks, challenges, and more. This is a big part and purpose of being part of these activities. And so it might help to ask your child these questions in assessing, you know, their own situation. Yes. By quitting, what do I hope to get? Mm -hmm. By quitting, what do I give up? By quitting, what will I miss? And by quitting, what might I later regret? And we got this from an article I linked in the show notes. That's a good one. Number three, maybe you just need to scale back. Mm -hmm. Are there options to reduce the amount of time spent on this activity? Maybe that'll make all the difference. A happy medium. Absolutely. Yeah. And then take a break. Pay attention during the break. Are they finding new hobbies, new experiences, new activities, new exercise to Mm -hmm. fill that space? or that need? And do they like those better? Do they have the same benefit? And then watch her behavior and attitude changes. Did they go from grumpy to happy? Or did they go from okay to grumpy?
0: Exactly. And I would be careful with that one too. You know, imagine you being 15 or 16 and quitting. Mm -hmm. I think there would be a big transition. And Mm -hmm. so that first two weeks after you quit swimming, I probably be You'd either like, be manic. I would you know, be manic. Like, I'd be right, like, what look am I going to do? Can do. Yeah. Or you might be the more depressed side, oh, like the yeah. the missing what you had, but you just didn't want to do it anymore. And yeah. so there's a, there could be that, that need, grieving. that depression and grieving. And mm-hmm. so I think the older and more involved your child was, I would say they might need a longer time that you're assessing it. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a younger child probably is pretty quick to mm-hmm. bounce into new things, mm-hmm. but if your whole friendship circle and your time was spent somewhere and you're quitting that thing, then that's a big deal and it might look very different. Well, I remember
1: when I was quitting my college team, it was the end of this junior year season. So I still had one more year of eligibility, but I decided I wanted a normal life before going into the workforce. Right. Right. And, but I now had who I'm married to now, Marcus as my boyfriend and I was no longer on the travel team so I wasn't with my friends traveling and I was injured and so it just wasn't fun anymore yeah. I knew I wasn't going to the Olympics and right. I had this whole other friend group now I right. was no Three longer enmeshed and, yeah. and so I remember telling my coach and she said I kind of expected it because you have a boyfriend now and she said all these things you're on a travel t- you're not on the travel team anymore and right you're injured right and then I was like Right. <laughs> Defensive. What? Yeah. I wrote this long letter of why it wasn't because I had a boyfriend.
0: <laughs> which you laugh about now.
1: Going, I know. Oh, geez. I can't even Since see what I got it. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. You weren't even on the travel team. I don't, you know, I, right. I didn't need I you it. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and then the, the final reason or the final way to handle quitting um, that we're sharing here is quit it and release it. Yeah. So you can use this decision as an opportunity to quit well. Exactly. I love quitting things well. I love mm-hmm. feeling good about the way I exit a situation. Yeah. And I remember when I did quit swimming, I told everybody at Pac-10s, this was going to be my last meet. And on my last event, they all stood at the end of my lane and cheered me on. And I got out and we're all crying Aww. and hugging. Yeah and i felt like yes this is how i wanted to end my swimming right. career i wanted to end it well yeah yeah and so communicate if appropriate mm-hmm. talk to the coach and teacher manager whoever on the phone or in person and i whenever i would quit a team i always had to tell the coach i had to go in person and tell the coach it's not kind of ghost. You know, we talked no. about that in our friend episode.
0: Yes. You
1: know, we need to stop ghosting people.
0: Right. This is not an acceptable
1: thing. Who's yeah. Who's letting the people do that? Yeah. And communi- communicate with your team members, you yes. know, who, without bringing them down, obviously. Sure. But with with quitting
0: in a way. Own th- your decision. Yes. It doesn't have to be a long-winded explanation, but take responsibility for the choice you made and say it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then appreciation. When you quit, bring a thank you note or gift to the teacher. Mm -hmm. So when we were done at our music lessons, I was so glad that I think you thought to bring a a thank you gift Mm -hmm. to the teacher and to the front desk. And then thankfully we did that because the teacher even, since he knew this was
0: our last lesson, he gave our kids a gift. It was precious. And that was a way that we could teach our kids. You don't have to do something forever just because you love the teacher. You know, you didn't. The, you this wasn't fulfilling a need anymore, and right. that is okay because we can't do everything right. just because we love people. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. there's a lot. You're gonna, it's gonna get ridiculous right. if that's what you're doing. And so it was nice to be able to do that with our kids mm-hmm. and be able to gracefully quit something and not have it be this dramatic, right? Event. Right. It's
1: just you yeah, know. this is our last time, and he knew when we were ending processing closure, share at dinner with the family, Mm -hmm. you know, the good and the challenging experiences this activity provided. Memorializing a passing activity will bring closure and help you process its impact on your life. Yes. And then what's next? Evaluate what the activity provided and what it lacked Mm -hmm. and make a plan for a new activity as needed. So I have to say, it's not like we do all this, no, but this is, this would be ideally what we would do. Right. Right. And And so when we try and live with intention, we try to do as many of these things
0: as possible. And so if you just pull one or two of these things, it really helps. This next, what you're about to get into, is really a good one. Because I think of my daughter, Mm -hmm. or both of my kids really, because me being a dance educator, they've been exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And they just do it because they're there, but Mm -hmm. I've always been okay with them quitting. right? And so I've always been good about outlining commitment to them because I need them to know that just because I'm the teacher and you're here all the time doesn't mean you can come in and out of something. Right. So if you're going to, you know, when they're really little, it's, are you going to commit to the whole class today? Mm -hmm. You know, not every week, but today you Mm -hmm. can't go in and out of class for today. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, okay, are you going to do the recital? If you're not, then we're not going to come into class right now.
1: Well, Yeah. Because they have a position in that, those formations and then to not show up it, it, yeah, impacts, and the older they get, yeah.
0: the more complicated those mm-hmm. things get. You know, when they're 3, they all stand in a line and it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah. But when they're 10, they have moving formations and yeah. different parts, and so it is a big deal to follow through your commitment unless something catastrophic happens. Right. But I wait for the day that my my kid is going to tell me she doesn't want to dance anymore. Aww. And you know, I don't feel like it would break my heart. I love that we share it because it's right. something that I love. But at the same time, I need her to love it because she loves it. And I think she does.
1: Well, because I remember about a year or so ago, you guys were going through that Mm -hmm. process and evaluating and thinking about it. Right. And then she made the the decision to continue. So
0: I went through a lot of the things we already shared with her, just talking about, well, what makes you want to do that? You like this thing, but not that. Mm -hmm. Okay, do we need to take a break? Should we not dance on this day? Is that Mm -hmm. the problem? Mm -hmm. You know, all of these different things so that she could pinpoint why she wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, because you
1: don't often know why. You just might have a bad
0: feeling about something. And and like we explained earlier, it might just be too much on a single day. But what I don't know is what to do if she does quit in finding something appropriate to replace it because it's great exercise. Mm -hmm. And I need her to to be active and to participate in something active. And And I think that's why it's helpful when they know. So I remember when my sister
1: was done with swimming, we had the choice to quit when we were 16. But we had to fill it with something else, mm-hmm. and so my sister chose drama. Oh, nice! So then she was in all the plays and musicals after that, so and so cool. that was great for her. Right, you know, yeah. and it was it fit her. All right, so tell me how. What do I do? Okay, <laughs> so what do we do when trying a new activity? Quitting's not always a bad thing. Many activities run their course as well as your child's waxing and waning of interest. But quitting isn't something we want to do regularly, right? Right. So just like you would customize your child's education based upon his interests and passions for your child's academics, do the same for his activities. There's no Mm one-size-fits-all. Even within the same family, these preventative measures may decrease the need of possibly wasting a lot of trial and error time, frustration, and feelings of failure. Mm. So one, witness the activity. Take your child to watch the sport, recital, Or show to see if that is something that excites her and wants to be part of or try for a long period of time. Right. Pay attention at home. What does your child like to do in her free time? And what is she good at? What drives your child? So to do that, you can utilize park time to see what your child gravitates toward and how he plays with it. Offer some activities there to see what your child enjoys. Um, does she want to be in the water all the time and enjoy trying to race against daddy? Right. So then like swim team, it might be the thing. Does he like to throw a ball against the wall? Does he have a great hand eye coordination? A ball sport might be his thing. So this is all about just observing what they naturally Mm -hmm. are doing organically at home. Is she always twirling around the house asking to watch dance shows? So try dance. So that's the observation. And then another preventative measure is consult with experts. Check Mm -hmm. with coaches and teachers first to see when is the best time to start the class or sport. I mean, how painful is it when someone starts class in May when you have recital in June? Really hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they
0: can't work into they can't work in now, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Or we would have I would have to have these hard conversations with families who would start dance in January because they wanted to perform, mm. but they wanted to do soccer in the fall. And I mm-hmm. know activities are expensive and you can't do everything, but their kids got to a level where they couldn't come back and stay with the same peers mm-hmm. because they weren't training. Yeah, you can't come in in January and yeah. suddenly you, ha- just you have catch atrophy up.
1: of that those muscles yeah. and of those balance because right. the different sports and classes right. build
0: different aspects of your body and some of the kids were fine they're like okay put me wherever i just Mm -hmm. really love dancing and i want to perform and then some of those kids quit and some of them now go year-round because they committed to dance yeah and
1: and they're more aware so knowing talking to the coaches and the teachers find out that information and when is it necessary to make that longer commitment Mm And when is the best age or developmental state? I remember when my youngest wanted to be part of their homeschool arts program. Yeah. So I asked, can she be part of this? I saw kids about her age, and they said, well, she needs to know how to read. If she doesn't know how to read, she's not going to really get much out of the class. So I said, right. okay, we'll, we'll wait then. Good. Yep. Another way is to interview participants and their parents. So when you're buying a house it's all I normally check with the neighbors. Okay. What is it like okay. to live in this neighborhood? Right. And do I want to live next to that neighbor? Do you see a lot of snakes around? I I've done that. And so it's the <laughs> same for lessons. Like yeah. what do the other participants say about the sport or mm-hmm. the league or the each team each other each other? Yeah. Parents, coaches, classes, <laughs> studio. That can give you insight to helping you navigate this activity with regards to location, relationships, leadership, uh, the necessary commitment. Maybe they'll tell you, oh, the commitment's a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. I remember when my dad found out the swim meets were all day, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and you had to get there at like 7 a.m. And we only swim for like 30 seconds, you know, four times, but you're there till 4 p.m., oh. And he was just like, my mom was just telling me this the other day and he was just like, wait, we don't get to sleep in and we're there all day. People have no clue. Right.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: And so I remember just even with recital for dance hearing that we had to pay extra to be in the recital. And I was right. like, what? to be in the recital and people are like, oh, it's actually a really, that's a really good price. You have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's way more, and then, oh, and we have to pay for our cost. Oh, and there's there's rehearsals.
0: And you have to buy tickets. To yeah. Go. Oh, I have to buy. Oh, that was another one. I have to buy tickets. I to talk you off the ledge on that <laughs> I know. one. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but you don't know what you don't
1: know. You don't know. Yeah. And so talking to the other parents early on and the coaches early on will help you. And then pay attention to body language and attitudes when you discuss with them. They might say one thing, but if they're totally turned off, mm-hmm. you know, turned away from you, it might, this might not be a crowd that you want to be part of. No. And then ask about team culture. Mm. There are some coaches that just want everybody to be the best. And so they pull from all the all-star. And there are some coaches that are like, we're just going to have fun. And that could be very frustrating to your competitive child. Totally. So find out what that spectrum is and where you could fit. And then another way is to collaborate. Decide Mm. ahead of time, together with your child, how long a trial period will be. So get the information, share it. And then if there's a wiggle room, decide together. How about we give it this much? What do you think? Yeah. Or how much do you want to try? And then discuss and help your child make that bigger commitment if she really likes it. And then, like we were mentioning, I was mentioning about swimming, try a short season first. Mm-hmm. Try the summer season. Try a league that is like I-9, where it's six to eight weeks yeah. f- per sport. and Or a local gym that has offers one month of something and then rotates to another another sport the next month and it might not be competitive enough it might not be robust enough it might not even be the right exposure yeah but at least it it might be enough to gauge if they want to keep trying
0: definitely so now it's time for the The coop Q q a where we answer your questions the question is my kid hates going to their piano lesson but we really value it what do i do It's so hard because
1: I didn't like piano growing up either, Mm -hmm. and I quit,
0: and now I wish I would have stayed in it. Okay, so that was my initial reaction is, I can't even tell you, particularly when it comes to the piano specifically, Mm -hmm. how many people have said that. Every every person I know, even my husband, whose mom
1: was a piano teacher and is now my kid's piano teacher. Yep he was allowed to quit at a certain age and he was like, I'm done. And now he's like, I would have, I mean, that is so amazing to have that skill and do it.
0: Yeah. Totally. So I think that you need to remember that Mm -hmm. and consider that how long have they been doing it? And there's so much information we don't have here for this particular question. How long have they been in piano lessons? How old are they now? You know, but I think we just, gave a bunch of tools for this. I think the biggest one would be, what is the opportunity cost of quitting? Mm -hmm. And that's a big regret. Oh, yeah. That's the regret one. Knowing that there are so many people who are adults who now regret quitting is a big reason to keep going. However, you need to find out why. Why do they want to quit? Why are they struggling to go to their piano lesson? Can you find a new teacher? Can you find a new day or time for that lesson? Perhaps take a break from piano and try a different instrument. Are they not getting enough fun songs on piano yeah. in addition to their technique and theory work? You know, there's, there's a lot of things possible mm-hmm, here. And mm-hmm. so if this is something really important that you value that they want to do, I think you have to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to get them to like it if you're just forcing them through it. Yeah. You know, so if you want them to value piano the way that you feel like you want them to, you have to help them with that. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.